What is going on, guys? I want to welcome you all to the 17th episode of the Paramount Podcast. Guys, I am your host, Thomas Michael Para. 100 and, oh, I don't know, about 80, 89 pounds of nails and wood and all that's good. I was, um, well, 185 pounds of uh, wooden nails and who loves to fail? <laughs> I just made that up right in a second. I was, you guys, about 185 pounds. Now I'm about 189 uh, since 75 Hard has ended. And that is only because of work has been slower. So my activity has been a bit lower and the diet has stayed the same. But things are going to be getting kicked up a notch again here starting this week. And guys, have fucking started that shit today. But... Before I get into that, the most underrated lifestyle podcast on earth is the Paramount Podcast, guys. It's all about being the carpenter of your life. Uh, Jesus was was the son of a carpenter, right, guys? So, I mean, depending on your beliefs. But basically, the carpenter is the creator of all things. Be the carpenter of your life, guys. And as I had mentioned before, I'm currently about 188 pounds of nails and wood Guys, and I've been setting that by example. As you know, I'm a first four legionnaire. And uh, guys, you know, I'm in the My Transformation app, getting people jacked, getting people shredded. You want to get with me on that? Hit your goals. You let me know. Drop me a DM. Send me emails. Guys, today's date is September 8th. The dichotomy of Sundays. I think it's the 8th. Maybe it's the 7th. Shit. Uh, doesn't matter. It's Sunday. Sunday, 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 guys. And um, that means the reflective energy of the past week of all the shit that went down with the momentous energy of all the shit ahead. (laughs) And it just makes for some good fucking podcast, guys. Today, I did not have to get up today. Today was Sunday. Uh, I I didn't necessarily have to do anything. I could have relaxed um, in a sense because... But I've decided to put the positive pressure on myself because I wanted to record this podcast. I wanted to get to the gym. Guys, I actually have a Tinder date today, too. I had a lot of shit to do. Oh, I got to make bread, too, you guys. I got, uh, I got sourdough sitting at home just waiting for me to cut it up and bake that, too. So, lots of things to do. And I was up at 3 a.m. today. I was at the gym by 4.30. Guys, it's not about how hard you work, how hard you are when shit gets tough. And you have no choice but to be tough, okay? It's about what you do when you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything that you need to do, but then you do it anyways. And it's even more tough when you... When you really don't want to do something, when you're really having a shit day, a test day, those are the days that you really have to do the things you don't want to do because that's where the real secrets are, guys. But we'll get into that. We are currently sitting at 1,050 listens, you guys. Over 22 countries. So much love for helping the, me, the Paramount Podcast, hit this lifestyle, lifestyle, this milestone, guys. I'm, so <laughs> I'm just that fucking excited, you guys. Um, uh, yeah, so now we're at 1,000 listens and the next milestone is going to be 10,000 because we just 10X'd here at the Paramount Podcast, guys. Uh, please rate and review this on Apple Podcasts, guys, Spotify, Anchor, Google, and enough of that shit. Let's get into it. Also, I want to apologize for the audio on the last program. I think it was a bit off. I was trying some new things. I'm always trying to learn some new things and we're back on this other better audio okay let's get into it guys today's episode is listener discretion is advised i have already been dropping f-bombs and c-bombs and t-bombs and i don't know b-bombs i don't even know what a b-bomb is but i'm gonna be dropping those mofos anyways guys let's get into it what is an anomaly well guys to me an anomaly is something that can't be explained that it but yet it still exists Despite all odds, it should not exist, but yet it exists. Despite all scientific laws, all mother, all the laws of Mother Nature, guys, that governs the universe, okay? It survives and not only survives, but yet thrives, 
even though on paper it is mathematically impossible. That is what an anomaly is to me, okay? Kind of like Neo, I think. You guys know like Neo from The Matrix. Who loves that? Who loves that movie series, man? The Matrix was like the Matrix was the shit. Matrix was like Harry Potter of back in the day, maybe. You know, guys, Neo. If, for those of you who know, if not, uh, just type in the Matrix on YouTube. Um, red pill, blue pill, Matrix scene, and you'll know. What, you'll see what I'm talking about, guys. Neo stood completely alone. Okay, he as one, the one. He was the one. He was the prophecy guys basically doing the impossible with what appeared to be with ease moving faster and stronger than anyone ever in in existence he's basically cracked the code but what he did was he cracked the code of the mind now like i said you can stop you can go and check this out on the youtubes type in red pill blue pill clip if you haven't seen the movie and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. You'll get an idea. And I think you'll probably watch the movie if you haven't. So that's to me what I'm, that is to, to me, that is what an anomaly is, guys. Someone who seems to do the work of 10 men. You know, he wakes up earlier than everyone. He goes to bed later. Uh, he gets 100 more things done in a day. He or she, let's clarify this, in a day than an already high achiever. Yet somehow... They have time for everything else. Family, children, business, and the business is thriving. You know, they're in the best shape of their life. Um, Not only in their life, but likely probably in the best shape that most people that you know in your life. And on top of it all, um, they're able to support countless numbers of people around them simultaneously. Okay. Do you know anyone like that? I would guess you probably know few, if any, because it takes relentless discipline, guys. And people ask, how do you have discipline? Discipline is just hard to have. It's hard. That's what makes it discipline. It's just hard to have. So it's not easy. Discipline doesn't come easy to me or to someone who's like relentlessly appears or is disciplined. Don't think that it's easy for them to be disciplined. It's not easy. That's what discipline is, is it's hard. So it just means that they're a man or they're a woman and they're not necessarily any different or they're not different, guys. I want to say uh, for one thing, like in the dictionary, it defines anomaly as basically a deviation from the common rule or type or arrangement or form. An anonymous person or thing is that 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 is abnormal or does not fit in, okay? Abnormality, irregularity, oddity, rarity, exception, unorthodoxy, unconformity. And the reason why I speak of this is because that is what I feel like 75 hard phase one from 75 hard Finishing 75 hard to finishing 75 hard phase one has basically taken me from, I feel like, uh, well, I don't know, whatever I was at the end of 75 hard, disciplined maybe, (laughs) it took me and turned me or is turning me into what I think is an anomaly because I don't know how I'm doing the things that I'm doing because I never used to be able to do it. I never used to have this much much energy or to run this much sleep and still have more energy than ever um, while still getting stronger in the gym. People telling me I'm doing too much and I'm like, yeah, I understand that. Well, how do you sleep only, you know, three, four hours a night? Well, I do play catch up on the weekends and things. Not today, I was up at three, but I, I, I don't, no, <laughs> I just do it. It's not easy. Um, I have a purpose. I have my reasons are big enough. I'll say, you know, my reasons are big enough. Okay. And that's the anomaly part of me because I'm surprising myself to no end. I had no idea that I could function the way that I am. And the people are telling uh, people like friends, family are telling me like you're doing too much. You need to rest more. 
And I said, you know, like, yeah, I would agree with you, but I'm actually getting shredded and stronger at the same time while doing more in business tenfold. So why should I do less and slow down? Now, I can understand if um, I was beating myself into the ground physically, like overtraining in a sense, but I'm at the gym every day for hours. And the reason, the way that I know that it's not, I'm not pushing it too far is because strength would suffer and you start to feel, well, basically like death. And I'm still, and you would, and you would, would be uh, struggling to lose fat, which I'm not doing any of those things. I'm building strength and losing fat at the same time. So <laughs> they didn't have an answer. And, you know, my father said to me about two weeks ago, I can't remember what we were talking about. I was trying to remember, but I said something like, speak for yourself. And he said, well, I don't consider what you do to be normal. You know, and that's what he told me. And he said, you know, when your hard ass old man doesn't consider you normal, you know, you're on the right track because... Uh, I just took that as a compliment. Guys, these are a few things and realizations that I have, uh, that have been forever cemented in my psyche from the last 30 days of phase one, okay? Um, Depending on the level of success that you want to attain means that you might have to let go of old friends um, if they don't bring value to the situation. It's just not productive time, okay? And time is everything to someone who is trying to do great things and trying to be the best, trying to help people with their gifts, trying to give back to the world. And you just can't be around people who don't bring at least some form of value. Not even necessarily you be, would be affected in this because you're 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 in a you're in this consciousness level basically or a state to where you don't really get affected by negative energy other people's negative energy um you may you may buy it from your own but at this point you could probably you could hang around with these people and not really be affected by their negative energy but you would you wouldn't likely grow or get anything out of the interactions or the time because they don't bring value to the situation because they're not working on themselves. They're not pursuing things. They're not following, doing things that they've always wanted to do in their life. They're just not bringing value to themselves. So they're not bringing value to you or to anyone around them. And it's not like it's, um, you know, putting anyone down or saying that they're not good people or anything like that, but if you truly want to be the best at whatever it is that you do, realize that you might have to let some people go. That is one of the realizations that I've had. Um, Like, you know, Stephen Covey, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, guys, he goes into basically like, if you have, you know, two, if you have like an independent person and an interdependent person basically are two dependent people. One plus one equals two, right? But if you have two interdependent people who bring value to themselves and people, one plus one actually equals three, guys. It's a win-win. It multiplies and it compounds. And that's the difference. Next realization, guys. I no longer have hobbies or goals. This is important to listen to this, okay? This idea. I no longer have hobbies nor goals. I only have obsessions. And the word busy is no longer in my vocabulary. You will never hear me say, how was your day today? Oh, it was busy. I had a busy day, busy week, busy, busy. I'm busy right now. I'm busy, busy, busy. No, never, ever. If I do, it's because of like old habit, I suppose. But I am no longer busy and I no longer have hobbies and goals. Busy has forever been replaced with productive, okay? or words that have the meaning of productive. And hobbies and goals have been replaced with obsessions. Okay, so listen to this. There is a huge, huge difference between being busy with goals and hobbies and being obsessively productive. It is huge. 
It is the separator between you and basically everything else. Now, on the contrary, I do relax at times, okay? And when I do relax, it's obsessive, productive relaxation. <laughs> I make sure that I'm relaxing. I do, I relax hard in a sense. I don't like fucking binge eat or anything at this point in my life anymore because that's self-sabotaging behavior. But I, I do relax. I spoil myself. I'll go sit in the sauna. I'll sit in the hot tub. I'll get massage. I'll uh, take care of my body and shit. I'll eat some fucking good food. Um, just fucking recharge the batteries, you guys. You know, so let me ask you. Let me ask you this. I always like to give examples, right? So would you rather be loved or love someone like a hobby? Or would you rather be absolutely love obsessed with someone and they obsessively love you in return? Okay. <laughs> I mean, you don't see fucking these movies nowadays where it's like people, these love movies, like The Notebook and shit or whatever, um, where, 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 where the love in the movie is just like, uh, like it just feels like a hobby <laughs> between the two people. No, they obsessively love each other obsessively okay that's what makes a good movie that's what makes love love right i had heard ed my let's say the best things in life was when we were obsessed with them okay now don't get me wrong there are good obsessions and you could say bad obsessions right it depends on the core of where the obsession is coming from. Basically, a bad obsession, if it's coming from a scarcity state or lack of things, you don't have this, you don't have that, scarcity, versus if it's coming from abundance. If you have obsession, if you are obsessively obsessed with helping people get better, it's coming from abundance. You're giving back. Okay, it's coming, it's wealth, wealth, health in all areas of life is abundance. Okay, but if you're obsessed with the gym or diet or training because you're not skinny enough, lean enough, jacked enough, or you're too fat, or you're obsessed with obsessed in love because you just want to be loved and you need to be loved you 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 won't be happy until someone loves you back that's scarcity because you you're coming from a place lacking of you don't have but if you obsessively love somebody from a place of where you just want to give them a better life because you know you can because you love them that much and they're going to give that back to you in return and both of you together one plus one equals three you're going to be able to help a lot of people set up a lot of good examples just through your relationship of love obsession, love obsession coming from abundance, guys. Okay, back to the hobbies for a second. Guys, I can only give so much energy to something that will always remain a hobby. If I know that something is just going to remain a hobby, I just don't want to give it the time. Now, it's not that I don't have the time because you can make time for anything. I don't care what you say. It's an excuse. I see people do it all the time. People with two, three kids, people with illnesses, people who are uh, physically handicapped, amputees. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. You can make time for anything. So if I decide that I, if I start something in my life, it's not that I don't have time for it, but if I don't want to give it enough time that it's uh, going to, re I know it's going to remain a hobby, I just absolutely remove it from my life and focus on my obsessions, period. Okay, period. This writing, my writing is an obsession. I'm horrible at writing. Horrible. I, on paper, my grammar, my punctuation, I don't even know where to put a semicolon, you guys. <laughs> I don't even know how to use a semicolon. If someone knows, you fucking drop me a comment. <laughs> like, my writing is horrible, but I feel like I can articulate myself well. I give examples well. I may be a decent storyteller. Um, so I do a lot of writing, but it's not it's near from perfect in terms of being edited, okay? 
But my point being is the Paramount Podcast is an obsession, okay? If you think that this podcast, if I treated this podcast like a hobby, would I have a thousand? I wouldn't have a thousand listens in 16 episodes in four months. I mean, I don't really know, but I doubt I would have, you know, more than that. If, this, if I treated the Paramount podcast like a hobby and I just brought you guys episodes, you know, whenever I felt like it and whenever I want to talk about, which is cool or whatever, <laughs> but that's not how I do shit. That's not how I do shit. Like I said, I'm going to bring an episode once a week minimum and that's what I'm doing, trying my best to do to stick to, right? And I just try to keep it to Sundays, right? And we all know why. And um, so if I treated the podcast like a hobby, would I have 2,000 listens? Probably not. Okay. I would probably have, I don't know, 500 or less. Who knows? You know, um, like to think that you all, you all would be listening and supporting me and I love you guys to no end. But if my, if my research and basically constant self-reflection and deep conversations with others and late nights and early mornings writing, constant 24-7 note-taking, guys, writing ideas down as they come to me every single minute of every day all throughout the week. These podcasts start, my next podcast start when this one's done being recorded, okay? Starts with notes, note-taking, ideas, okay? Do you think I would be half as good as I am now, if it was a hobby, I'm, I gotta. Ha, any, anytime I drive anywhere, I gotta pull the truck over frequently while I'm driving to put down, write down ideas in my notes in my phone because you can't be on your cell phone and shit. And I literally have to pull the truck over on the side of the road numerous times in a ten minute drive home to put these notes down because I know another thought is gonna come in and it, and it's gonna disappear because. I'm going to forget it because it's happened many times before. And I'm not saying that I'm good or even great or anything. It's just my point is that taking pure action is what refines skills, okay? When a skill is refined, it becomes the part of the subconscious, guys. I can talk into this microphone for hours because it's a skill that I built with the conscious mind to become an unconscious skill. I was not born this way at all. Nobody likes public speaking or nobody likes to hear them their voice on the other end on um, being recorded like it's this is a skill that has been built over the years of being in modeling and being on camera and having to present myself and sell myself um <laughs> in the modeling sense that still doesn't sound right. You know what I mean? I'm always going to auditions for acting, TV commercials, things. I have to be able to come through into the camera to tran- to articulate myself. This, this is like this is like ten years, guy. I'm not or ten years, guys, that I've been basically trying to. I'll post a video this Thursday of when I first started modeling in Shanghai, and you guys are going to get an absolute laugh for that. Pay attention for that on Throwback Thursdays on IG. It's going to be, it is horrible. <laughs> Guys, I'm not blowing my own horn either. Just go listen to the first few episodes and then listen to the last few over the 16 episodes. I have a lot more to prove in so many ways and I know that. And that's what makes it an obsession, okay? Guys, I'm sorry for talking about the podcast about so much, but... um. I'm trying to explain to you how to use the subconscious mind to basically rewire yourself, okay? I'm obsessed with helping all levels of people, zero experience to advance to getting in the best shape of their lives in all areas of their life, guys. I'm obsessed with it. People in the My Transformation app, a week, not even two weeks go by, and they're losing pounds, okay? And they give me motivation. And I tell them this, like, how's everything going? And then like, like, I just got back from the airport. I'm getting in my workout right now. I didn't get my workout done yesterday, so I'm doing two workouts a day. I'm like, fuck, man, you're getting me pumped up. <laughs> I'm gonna crush my workout. It goes both ways. When you give, it gets given back, guys, okay? I was obsessed with losing the last 50 pounds and I lost 
half of that during 75 hard because I was obsessed with crushing my little bitch voice that we all have inside. Guys, it wasn't about, oh, I was able to lose the weight because I trained hard or it's 80%, 80% in the kitchen, 20% in the gym or 50 in the gym, 50 in the kitchen. No, I made a post about this. It's 100% in the gym. It's 100% diet and it's 100% mental. It's 300%. And it wasn't the gym or the diet that was allowed, able me to lose 50 pounds with what seems to be with ease, okay? What did it was being obsessed with crushing my little bitch voice inside that we all have. And what it is, is it's our weaknesses speaking to us. That's all it is. And I would crush that voice. That is the only fucking thing. That is it. That is what allowed me to do anything and will allow me to do anything. When I'm with my niece in Oz, guys, I'm obsessively uncle as fuck. When I'm building a house, I take obsessive pride in the quality of my work, of my carpentry, of my craftsmanship. Probably too much, actually. There's been times in the past where I do too good of a job in a sense of quality because maybe it's time versus, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think, I think you can have quality and efficiency and, uh, but some people in trades don't believe that it's just fast, 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 speed, 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 time is money. And that's not always the case if you got to go back and fix some shit. (laughs) Okay. Next guys. Now, I have to wait 30 days in between phase one and phase two in order to start phase two, okay? And why? Well, Andy Frisella says, it's basically you're taking off the training wheels. I think it's September 7th or 8th. (laughs) I think maybe 8th. So I can basically start phase two on October 1st-ish. And what are the training wheels? Well, what ends up happening, guys, is when people get on a diet program, they get on any kind of a program, it doesn't even have to be diet or training, it can be a mental program, it can be going to school um, for a semester, but as soon as the program is done, they fall right off the rails, they fall right off. So the whole point of the 30 days uh, waiting in between phase one and phase two for 30 days is taking off the training wheels to so that you cannot just keep going from one phase to the next with the momentum, you have to be able to stop and basically maintain where you're at, at least by the minimum, maintain where you're at without regressing for 30 days, without all of a sudden you lost 12 pounds and you can't start phase two yet. And then all of a sudden you just gained 15 pounds in 30 months or in 30 days. And then you're starting phase two heavier than when you started fucking 75 hard. It's the training wheels. And what? Why? Why? It's the bitch voice. It's the weaknesses. The weakness voice comes back into your head because you're not on the program anymore. And actually, I'm currently still doing the program. Um, I've been done for... I finished uh, August 29th, I think it was. So I've been doing the program for... I've been still been doing everything on the program for the last eight, nine days. Uh, the only thing is the past three days, I have not read my 10 pages because I was doing other things. Is working. I'm going to be working with Tim Grover next week on the Relentless Down and Dirty exclusive group, uh, Arte Syndicate with Andy and Ed. I've got uh, my transformation clients in the app, etc. But it, now, you, know, you want to know what that is, guys? It's just an excuse. You, I'm just telling you excuses. It's why I didn't read those fucking 10 pages. And... It's bullshit because not to read those 10 pages, to me, it bothers me to the point where I got to start reading it again today because it's a bunch of bullshit because it's 15 minutes to read 10 pages. And I already feel disappointment setting in from not reading because I know how much value those 10 pages gave me every day when I was doing it. Like my psychology was just growing leaps and bounds with everything that I was doing plus those 10 pages and without those 10 pages my perspective is not as sharp and I notice it and I got to get back to it 
And I just gave you basically three excuses, or actually I would say lies, as to why I didn't do it, because I could have done it. I still do the cold showers. I'm still doing the diet. I'm still doing the progress picture. I still have my other coach, uh, Yaki Lovato diet training coach. I got my other ATG coach, Ben Patrick, fixing my ankles, helping me dunk on a 10-foot net again. I got all kinds of shit going on, guys. And I just basically lied to myself as why I didn't need to read 10 pages because I didn't want to read 10 pages. Um, So we're going to be changing that, okay? (laughs) You know, talking yourself out of things that we need to do makes us... Talking our... Guys, sorry. When we talk ourselves out of things that we need to do that make us better, it's bullshit. And that's only going to hit, it's only going to hurt you, but not only in the long run, it's going to hurt you in that exact moment. Okay. As soon as you deviate with our excuses, guys, we become, we, we start to reinforce the subconscious mind again to do it in the future. So if I don't read my 10 pages today, there's a better chance of me not reading it tomorrow. There's a better chance of me, if I don't read them tomorrow, there's a better chance of me not reading it the next day, so on and so forth. Okay. In the, in the future, guys, I'm going to do a full episode on the power of the subconscious mind and how to use it because it is the ultimate power source. And now that I know how to train it and realizing now nothing, nothing in this world is more powerful than our subconscious. It has the power. It is the power to literally give you everything you want in life and just as easily take all things away or even keeping you from having it in the first place guys i am not even fucking with you okay i see it everywhere people trapped in the prison of their subconscious and they don't know it and i was too and i'm sure i still am and i always will be to some degree because the subconscious mind is that strong and you don't always know when it's running But as your consciousness and your awareness level goes up, you become more aware of it. But it will always control you to some degree when you really don't know. It's just now I know how to start to crack it. No joke. I will share all of that with you guys. Probably the next episode if you guys want. Let me know what you guys want to talk about. Okay? The deeper I go, the more I realize the subconscious really controls us. Everything. But I'll give you three things, guys. I'll give you three things you can kind of start today on how to train the subconscious mind uh, in three steps. So basically, how often you train something, how efficient you do it, um, you know, is there distractions or are you multitasking when you're doing something, and how you reinforce it. So you basically, you gotta, when you re, well, like I said, awareness, when you realize that you just done, did something good, you have to reinforce it with your conscious mind and it starts to get implanted in the subconscious, guys. So, for example, um, if any time, the more times that little weakness voice comes up, okay? So, how often, number one, how often you train it? The more times the little weakness voice comes up and you shut it down, the better, you, the more and 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 more you do that, the more likely you are to do it in the future and there's more control you will have simply through the conscious mind practicing that skill of scratching that weakness voice when that comes up second how efficient do you do it okay when that voice comes up does it take you 20 30 minutes to talk your way out of it and then finally scratch it which is still good because you still scratched it but if you notice it coming up fat more and more and more, you start to notice it more and more, you need to cut it right then on that second. Count down. Four, three, two, one, cut it. And the more efficient you do it, the better also. So how often you do it and how quickly and efficient you do it will train your subconscious to do it for you in the future to where you don't even look or think. You could put that candy bar on the like for example you could put um pop or coke or or soda on the counter i wouldn't even look at it i wouldn't even wouldn't even register because i don't drink i just don't drink pop but 
there was a time where you could put a jar of peanut butter on the fucking counter and it would give me extreme anxiety because <laughs> I just wanted to crush the whole jar. But now the peanut butter is like Coca-Cola to me. I don't even, it's not even, it doesn't even phase me anymore because I trained the subconscious through constantly shutting that voice down, doing it immediately. And also when you're doing other things, basically your distractions and your multitasking. Guys, if you say you're in the gym or say you're at home and you're trying to answer emails and things, but you're always checking your phone every two, three, five minutes, the more you do that, every time you sit down and answer emails, you're, you're, you're reinforcing the habit to the subconscious of checking your phone every five minutes, fit, uh, doing emails, or if you're studying, you want to, again, when you notice that habit, cut it, cut it quickly, don't look at your phone and finish what you're doing if you're studying or whatever, because it's all about distractions and multitasking as well, guys, and then you got to reinforce it. So when you realize that you're going to reach for your phone when you're doing studying, and then you're like, oh shit, I can't do that. It's going to interrupt what I'm doing. I don't want to reinforce that bad habit. Then you catch yourself doing something right, and you say, hey, you know what? I just caught, like, I just shut down that weakness voice. Good on you. Go back to work. So, how often you train it, how efficient you do it, how you reinforce it, guys. I hear about people falling off of 70 after 75 hard, which totally can happen guys but I ain't fallen off ever like I ain't fallen off ever okay this wasn't a game for me this wasn't some challenge for me because I was bored with my life um this was about my life I needed to change drastically immediately like now okay it is live hard 75 days and then finished a changed person if done with the right intentions, guys. It's not going to save you later from a life of your weaknesses taking over. You need to continually shut that voice up every single time you hear it. Guys, since I've been done the phase one, I hear that voice every day. Oh, you're not on the program anymore. You're not on the program anymore. Oh, you don't need to read your 10 pages because you're not on the program. You can, you're doing other things. Guys, and I've shut it down, that voice, but it has won in some ways. And you got to recognize when that bitch voice arises, when it comes up, how often you shut it down, how fast, how efficient you do it, and then recognize it by immediately recognizing that you did it right, okay? I think it's... It's unfortunate how I think some people think that you can just do this for 75 days and then basically three 30-day phases, but it's actually a lifetime. It's live hard. It is live hard. It's not 75 hard. 75 hard, I mean, go ahead and do 75 hard, but if you don't have the intentions of doing living hard, you're just going to regress back to where you were eventually. It's inevitable. You have to continue. If you if you immediately fell off of, uh, of on day seventy six, if you made it all the way to the end and fell off on day seventy six and just completely self sabotaged and rebounded, I would bet you didn't actually do the program honestly, and or you probably didn't do it with the right intentions of making it harder along the way. Because if you did it truthfully and completed with the right intentions you would have gotten so much value from it that on day 76, you would have just kept cruising, guys. You would be craving those cold showers, which still suck ass. And I do those cold showers every day because they suck ass. Suck ass, guys. It's all about the intentions behind every action versus going through the motions, okay? If you don't have the right intention... For example, when your body temperature adjusts in the cold shower and you still have two minutes to go and you're no longer uncomfortable and you don't turn it colder until you get uncomfortable again, your intentions are weak. You're leaving too much on the table. That is why. And then you're leaving that growth on the table and then that is why you fall off 
on day 76 because your intentions weren't there. If your cardio and your workouts become easy after four weeks, because say you lost 10 pounds and you're getting stronger and you don't do more, you don't do more cardio, longer cardio, weighted cardio, or you lift more weights or heavier weights, you're leaving it all on the table. You are leaving your life on the table. You are missing the entire point behind the program. You have to continually, you don't do these six things in 75 hard, the exact same all 75 days. As things get easy, you progress and make them harder. If you can read books like a motherfucker and you realize like, oh man, I'm reading these books way too quick, then you get a bigger book with bigger pages and read your 10 pages, but get a book that has more words on a page. Get a bigger book. Challenge yourself. That's the point. Here's a good example, guys, that I think is interesting that I think we all are guilty of or have been guilty of uh, in our life. And I know I have at some point for sure. Or It's just stories that we tell ourselves that we don't even really know. But here we go. Guys, three swimmers are at a swimming pool, okay? One sits in the sun, never entering the water. The second one puts their feet in the water but does not leave the poolside, okay? And the third one swims 20 laps. And later all three of those people will say that they went swimming that day. Okay? It's sad but true. And this is the problem that I see everywhere and that I've I've done myself, guys. I've caught myself. I feel like you see it everywhere. I've done it. Um, you know, if I go to the gym and I put my phone down on Do Not Disturb and I train with focus with my goals for that specific workout... Um, versus say somebody that's there for the same amount of time, but they're on their phone for one hour of that time. Um, and then later we'll both say that we had a hard ass workout at the gym because we were both there the same amount of time. That's just delusional. It's not the amount of work was put in was not the same. Okay. The difference between having intent and not is again one of the separators in life guys i got this from the book um with winning in mind um with an olympic champion two-time world champion olympic champion lanny bassam um and he'll be the first to tell you that he was not naturally gifted and talented anyway and he created the mental management system which is where i'm going to give you some of the subconscious mind training in one of the future episodes here Guys, as soon as I reach an obsession, I celebrate for, I don't know, a very short time and I move on. Okay, listen to this point. Another good point. You guys, I could probably split these up into a million different podcasts. I realize this. I'm sorry. These go so long, but fuck it. This is the Paramount Podcast. <laughs> and we just I'm giving you it all, all the time. So this is a very important point, as much as important as anything else I have mentioned I want you to listen to this. As soon as I reach an obsession, I celebrate for a very short time and then I move on because I want more. Now, how many times you've heard somebody say or people tell you that that's unhealthy because you'll never be happy if you don't celebrate, um, if you always want more. You don't enjoy the journey. It's not the destination. It's all about the journey. Guys, sorry, I'm getting excited. That's what I want is more of the journey. I want getting up at 2.45 or 3 a.m. on a Sunday, ripping my soul out in the cold shower, leaving all of my heart on the gym floor. I crave the journey. Now, I do want the end result, but it's because I know I can't wait to be the guy that I will be when I get to that end result. I don't celebrate much for a short time. I celebrate for a short time and move on, not because I want a new goal, because I want the new journey. Boom. Tell me that is not fucking magic, okay? I don't think, for example, if I, if I have a goal of money or a sports car, you know, I don't think of material items as material items. I think of them as like growth, okay? I think of accomplishment of who I had to become to get those material items. The world re rewards value, okay? Not money, guys. How much value do you give out to the world? 
you get back in all areas, including material items, okay? I believe. I believe like a fine timepiece or say a Ferrari, it's not about the Ferrari. I mean, I love Ferraris. I am a, I'm a fucking car guy. Love that shit. And I, it will make me happy. <laughs> it might only bring me temporary happiness. And I know a Ferrari in the end won't like give me everlasting fulfillment. But it's the guy that I had to become in order to buy that Ferrari. In order to have to get that quarter of a million dollars to buy that Ferrari. That's what gets me hard. That's what makes me hard. And the days I absolutely hate, the days that I are the days that I actually have to force myself to do it because who the fuck cares if you can train on your best day when you're just feeling great? Hey? Like, oh, I'm just fucking, I'm feeling so great today. I hit the gym, it was great. I uh, PR'd, it was great. No, who cares? No. The days that you don't want to do anything are the days that you have to force yourself to do it. Those are the days. So there's no, you get no, you get no mental growth on days where it's just like everything's just going your way. (laughs) You'll get physical growth in the gym if you've had like the best workout of your life, sure. But if it was your greatest day, you woke up feeling great, everything's great, nothing's wrong in your life. So what? True mental growth comes from those shit days, from those soul-crushing days, from those days that you don't want to get out of bed, those days that you're feeling sick, those days that you're feeling sore, those days that you're broke, but you're going in and you're finding ways to make money anyways, helping people, giving money to people who have less money when you don't even have money sometimes. Those are the days that you get the growth from. And this is where the subconscious training will come in. But we'll get on we'll get on to that another day, guys. Like I want to like if you're not going to sleep with a smile on your face with like a sense of accomplishment for the day, then you're not on the right path. You should go to sleep with a smile on your face. And you should get up excited to wake up. To some degree, maybe not every day. I mean, we're human. Fucking sit here and bullshit. But I think you guys get my point. And you know, my best my best thoughts and creative thoughts, creative mind come to come after my training, my cardio, my exercise, or during even. And it's on the hardest training days and the shittiest days that I have to do it, guys. The days that I don't want to do anything are the days that I have the best thoughts for this podcast, the best ideas for the future, the best ideas come to my mind on how to solve things in my life, come from me doing the things that I don't want to do on the shittiest of days and at the end of it, on how I feel after, does something to the creative mind, the chemical balances in the brain, the serotonin, the dopamine, all that sexy stuff, does something and my mind is just fucking on fire shooting and I have to pull over I literally have to pull over and write these down that's where the growth is that's where the roots go deeper in the tree of life paramount podcast I'm not sure what episode that was I think maybe emotions versus feelings I'm not sure that was a really good episode digging those you're growing those roots deeper guys no days off when it comes to the mental game zero none another separator Guys, we're getting to the end here. People will stay up to sunrise and party, but they won't wake up at 3 a.m. to work. People will stay up to 4, 5, 6 a.m. and just party their face off, right? But they won't get up at 3 o'clock. Most, I know some people, there are some people at the gym early today, but most won't get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to do work. I do both. I do stay up to sunrise and party, and I do get up at 3 a.m. to go to work. I do both. Because sometimes you need to stay up and party. Sometimes. I mean, not always. Depending. But I'm a single guy, too. So, (laughs) right? Because sometimes you got to have some fun. But not at the cost of work. The work comes first. Because the work is is what allows you to have the fun. Last thing, guys. 
when you have daily rituals, daily routine, for example, my visual, my visualization, writing down my obsessions, um, doing my stretches every day, reading my 10 pages, cold showers and things like that. It's part of my routine now, part of my rituals, cold exposure. When you have those things, those are what carry you through the shitty days. When you want to just wake up, you don't feel like doing anything, you want to eat the fridge out, you want to binge all over the pantry. But if you jump into your routine, you jump into your routine, and instead of going to the pantry, you do your regular stretching in the morning or whatever it is, you do your cold shower, whenever that is, you, you, you read your 10 pages, you just go to the routine of going to the gym. Sometimes you do have to just get the go through the motions anyways just to get there on the shittiest of days and that is acceptable in a sense because what you're doing is you're still working against the subconscious mind even if you just don't have anything in the tank like Jocko Willick would say totally fine with resting but on the worst of days don't rest that day rest tomorrow rest tomorrow just wait push through that day go through the motions you have to Push through that push through that day and rest tomorrow. If you really need to rest, rest tomorrow. And the chances are when you wake up tomorrow, you're probably not going to need rest because that was just your weaknesses talking. Okay. Last but not least, guys, we're getting close to 60 minutes. I don't know where the fucking time goes. I fucking love you guys so much. I appreciate you guys more than you know. Okay. Basically... Why do I do it all? Why do I do what I do? I don't know, really. I mean, a million reasons. But, you know, I'm basically just writing the documentary of my life. Okay? So I ask you, what's your story? <laughs>